Welcome to The Shift Show with Adriana Bucci. Join me every week to learn all about narcissistic abuse recovery, healing from physical and emotional pain after the abuse, and everything else to do with toxic people and how they affect your physical, emotional, and mental health. And no, you are not the crazy one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Let's get right to it. Hey, Michaela, thanks so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. Um, why don't we start with you just giving a little introduction on who you are and what you do, and then we will get started in this chat. Sure. So my name is Michaela. I am a maternal narcissistic abuse recovery coach. Amazing. Um, thank you. I we help... need more of those. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't we just? Don't we just? So I, I help women heal from the mother wound and um, generational trauma to break cycles so that they can live their authentic selves with purpose and um, free from their mother's impression of them. Amazing. Amazing. That is so needed in the world today. Like just the, the mother wound in general, even if it's not necessarily a narcissistic mother, but I feel like that's, that's very much more common than I think anybody ever thought, um, you know, yeah. it's just so needed, just healing that mother wound and realizing that you're, you're not your mother and you don't have to do what your mother said that you need to do in life. And you can actually do your own thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What inspired you to get into this? Um, so I, I have a narcissistic mother myself, mm -hmm. um, and I, I'd always had like a very turbulent relationship with her. Um, to be honest, I thought it was very normal as most of us do growing up. We don't really realize that it's unusual or unhealthy. Um, and I, the real catalyst for change for me was when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, and my mum just kind of took on a whole different level at that point. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it was, it was a few things that happened all at once. My parents yeah. like se separated and I became pregnant and it was just a lot. And a lot. it was just, so, it, yeah, I know it really was, but it was so obvious. Yeah. Um, there was no hiding it, hiding from it at that point. So right. And then just overcoming it, really. Um, I've been on a hell of a journey. That was, you know, seven years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, um, I just realised that I could help people, you know, with what I've learned. And it's, you know, it's, it's happening. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it began. That's amazing. Did you have any like inclination that something was wrong when you were younger or was it just all at that one breaking point when your parents started to get a divorce and you were pregnant at the same time? Um, I definitely, I definitely knew like mm -hmm. we definitely never really, we never saw eye to eye. We clashed a lot. Um, and I just remember looking at my friends' mums and kind of idolizing them and I would you know, they would do things and I would think, oh, my, my mom never does that. And I remember there being a sadness there um, very early on. And I remember her not hearing me um, 
she was very, very disengaged. She wasn't often very present. Um, and I remember like following her around the house and, you know, trying to get attention, you know, just little things like that. Um, and as I got older, um, <clears throat> there was just, it was just things like lack of boundaries. And, you know, I would say things to my friends and um, they'd be like, oh, that's a bit strange. I'm like, really? Like, I don't know, mum just barging into my room and I'd be like half dressed and she would stand there and talk to me and it would not be unusual. And I didn't see anything wrong with that. And yeah, it's just pieces come together, don't they? Um, yep. I can relate to every word you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It's, uh, and you just look back and you think, oh my gosh, like another thing and then another thing. And it, I, I don't know about you, but I found it really hard to remember things. I think trauma, you know, it has a funny way of blocking off mm -hmm. bits of our memory so that we're protected sure from it, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the repressed memories when I started the healing work. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely, it protects you from something. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. For sure. What, uh, what did your healing journey look like when you, you know, decided to find, like, what, what happened when you finally realized it, when you're pregnant, your parents are getting divorced, like, what, what did you do? Um, <laughs> How did you navigate what, that? What did I do? Yeah, well, it's, it's not, it's not linear, is it? And it's not, candles and bubble baths um <laughs> definitely not it was that would I be just, nice <laughs> I know I mean there's a few of those there's a few of those yeah, of course of course but um I just remember it was really it was kind of oh it's it's sometimes really hard to kind of pinpoint like what happened when because I did a lot of gray rock and then no contact and then it was a lot of that on and off mm -hmm. for about four years um but the whole of my pregnancy and for for the first year of my daughter's life my mum wasn't around mm -hmm. um so that was really hard um I actually had quite severe postnatal depression when my daughter was born um and I guess that was my rock bottom mm -hmm. um and I was just completely lost um no real sense of identity um it's something I'm really open about, but I think I had a baby to kind of salvage some sort of, um, I just, I just wanted that love and acceptance. And I think that was a lot of my thinking behind having a baby, which I've had to work really hard on myself to release the shame around that for sure, because she's my whole world. Um, but yeah it's quite scary to think how much it does impact you because that was definitely my thinking and that's why I struggled so much when I had her and I then that makes sense yeah uh, yeah I mean it really does and at the time I just didn't really understand it um but I just remember I remember I can't really remember what happened but I remember the word narcissist coming up and I think we've all done this and you just Google it and you think, holy, yep. holy crap. Like, and it's just 
like all the dots just start mm-hmm. connecting and that's what oh, happened yeah. to me yeah and that <laughs> happened to me and it was just like a validation overload um I couldn't believe it I became obsessed with mm-hmm. learning about it and I bought the book will I ever be good enough which I think a lot of us have read okay. and uh yeah it's really it's such a good book and I just sat in the bath I remember sitting in the bath and I just cried I was just crying and crying but like you know like body wrenching yeah, songs like ugly crying yeah <laughs> yeah like it was yeah. just coming out of me um yeah. and that I remember that being like the beginning of it um and then I just, yeah it was it was just really messy I tried to bring her back into my life and I tried to set boundaries and it didn't work there was a lot of anger there on both parts I hadn't fully accepted the way things were and the way things would be mm-hmm. um and I think acceptance of the situation and our mothers and what they're capable of is something that is really hard to wrap your head around and it's yeah. it's it's something that often keeps us you know a little bit stuck because you can't mm-hmm. you have to kind of move through that don't you before you can do anything else um, and I think it takes a while but I know for me I was just so eager to get from A to B and just have it over with mm-hmm. but it, it just doesn't work that way does it, it does not unfortunately uh, no it doesn't and I definitely got to a point where I I needed to be easier on myself and when I became easier on myself it, it definitely got easier from that point but Amazing. yeah 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 it's so easy to be hard on yourself when you know you learn what a narcissist is you do the google rabbit hole about narcissistic mothers yeah. and you have that holy shit moment where it's like yeah. my entire life makes sense <laughs> yeah but then yeah. you know it's it's there's so much pressure to immediately go no contact and then you're you're all good and like what what does healing even mean like nobody even thinks about healing which yeah. is totally the route that I took <laughs> yeah. and I had no clue but you know, eventually my chronic pain started screaming at me enough that I had to get a clue about Mm. healing. Um, But I, you know, I'm just to go back to what you said about how accepting the fact that a mother could be capable of this. I think that is such like, it's so important to be able to accept that, but it's Mm -hmm. so hard to accept it. Not only because, you know, we're the daughters of these mothers, first of all, and that's, you know, and, you know, this applies to sons or, you know, any adult children at all of narcissistic mothers or parents or whatever, just accepting the fact that, yeah, a mother could actually be capable of this. And you kind of have this fear implanted into you from like such a young age that the only way you can survive is with your mother or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you just become so kind of enmeshed and codependent with them. So accepting it is really hard. And then the next thing that doesn't help at all is society's view of mothers. And like, yeah, absolutely. Mothers who love their children and care about them are great, wonderful, cool, awesome. Give them all the credit. But there's mothers who like don't do that at all. And they are very much into themselves. They put on this fake persona that makes them look like they're great mothers, but behind closed doors, it is a completely different story. And then victims of 
maternal narcissistic abuse are literally gaslit by society to believe that something's wrong with them. And it's not the fact that they were just dealt a really crappy hand in life by being born to people who just should have opted out of having children altogether, to be honest. Yeah, totally, completely agree. And it is part of the bigger problem, isn't it? It's it's being gaslighted not only by our family, by ourselves, like we gaslight ourselves as well, but also society. Um, it it's so it's such a big problem and it really stands in the way of us breaking those cycles and getting you know getting the help that we need um because you know what you said is completely right just because you're able to have a that there's a notion isn't there that because mm-hmm. you're because you're a mother and you're able to have children you you've just got the capacity to love in the way that you know you should love and you can um, um nurture way to be nurtured it's just not the case um and as daughters of mothers like this it's incredibly unfair but it's also it's not it's not on us but we feel like it's on us we feel like there's something inherently wrong with us that our mother has been able unable to love us in the way that we need um but it's coming from her mother it's definitely you know it's coming from hundreds of hundreds of generations of women that have been told to be less than and to not you know not speak up not be seen or heard and it's just it's passed on um so true so yeah and like yeah yeah for sure and yeah like yeah they I'm sure trauma plays into why narcissistic mothers end up being narcissistic but it's it's not an excuse because realistically we were raised in the same way that our mothers were raised because it's definitely in my case it was generational I found out you know not that long ago that my grandmother was also a narcissist um just based on my memories (laughs) and uh stories that I've heard from people after like connecting with my father's side of the family just hearing stories about my grandmother was just like holy crap but you know realistically we both went through that trauma too And we didn't turn out like that. We knew better than to treat people like crap. We knew better than to, you know, not put our ego first or whatever. And especially after going through something like that, it's like you, you absolutely know better than Mm -hmm. to put someone else through what you went through. If it was that terrible, you don't do that to somebody else. But unfortunately with uh, mothers like ours, they just, they have to be right. They have to be comfortable over caring how you feel and it's it's not anything that we did as children I always thought I was such a bad kid even though I was Mm. pretty quiet and you know didn't get into that much trouble or any trouble at all really but I would get the reaction from my mother like I would do something minor like one time I put too much tea in a tea ball thingy Mm. (laughs) and she literally had the reaction of like finding out that I did like heavy drugs or something crazy like that as like a teenager so it's just like the stuff that you get in trouble for is absurd and you just think you're a horrible child and the spawn of satan somehow but you never really have that opportunity to think like oh if it was if it was any other kid they would get the same treatment too 
Yeah. So it's not just me and it's not because I'm inherently bad. It's literally because this is this is a damaged person having children before they've healed and yeah. passing on that trauma onto us. 100%. 100%. And uh yeah, I just just I just I I think we're definitely seeing a generation of women that are questioning um the treatment you know we've we've got people like you and me and there's countless others and there's so much information out there that we can start to connect the dots mm-hmm. um because yeah it you don't you didn't know what you didn't know at the end of the day you know and it's something i say often you didn't know what you didn't know and it's not your fault exactly exactly i couldn't agree more yeah yeah and so how long after your non-linear healing journey did you get inspired to start coaching people and helping other people with this? Um, it was about, it was about, about five or six years after kind of it all began. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a nurse for 13 years. Oh, wow. um, and I loved my job. But I very quickly realized that I was an expert people pleaser mm-hmm. and I was very good at my job because of that. And being a nurse, you have to have a very solid sense of self. You have to be very certain of your boundaries and your energy because it's challenged constantly. So I worked in accident and emergency. So wow. ER, I guess, over in the yeah. States, but quite intense very intense yeah and uh, yeah and uh the ca- the catalyst for change for me in total honesty was um i i contracted covid last year oh no yeah and um i had a bit of time off work yeah i'm so glad you're okay wow yeah i am now i wasn't for yeah. quite a long time I can imagine. yeah it was yeah. it was rough but I'm so grateful for it. I am so grateful for the experience because it's, it was my breakthrough moment. Like I have known for so long that I was living a life that was, it, it felt inauthentic. And as the further I went along in my healing journey, the more I realized that it wasn't right. Like I was starting to ask questions and it wasn't aligning. And, um, It, it forced me to have a bit of time away and it was just my breakthrough moment that Amazing. you know this is what I need to do um and I never looked back amazing well then congratulations yeah. oh, <laughs> I mean not congratulations on getting COVID but congratulations <laughs> that that led you to to have yeah. that time to have that breakthrough moment like sometimes it really takes a major illness or you know pain or whatever to get to that point where yeah. it's like what am I doing Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like what I've really learned is we all have so many knowing moments of things that don't feel aligned but often we never know what to make of them we may not even recognize them yeah. you know for the last five years of my career I was changing jobs mm-hmm. and moving to different departments and taking on different roles because I thought that's that's what I needed right um that was what I needed to to be happy when actually I was you know 
I was doing something that I didn't really want to do. It wasn't, it wasn't aligned with kind of my purpose. I've always wanted to make an impact and I've always wanted to serve. But um, it was a very toxic environment and I was finding myself constantly triggered. And um, it was just very hard to maintain that sense of self I found in that For environment. Sure. Mm. for sure and yeah it's so great that you got that time off to be able to realize that um yeah. and yeah I I couldn't agree more that you know people who are raised by narcissists end up being expert people pleasers and end up yeah. in careers where you kind of have to be a people pleaser so for you nursing um for me I was in customer service in office corporations for the longest time and it's like you kind of end up getting shit on anyways at work and there's part of you that knows it's so inauthentic and so not what your calling or your purpose is but until you have that moment of like this is what I'm supposed to do it never like everything will always feel uncomfortable Mm. it was terrifying by far the scariest thing I've ever done um ever I I nurses don't really stop being nurses mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's kind just, of rare to hear of a nurse yeah turned coach <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's culturally like what what are you doing um right. you know my mum was pissed to say the I least <laughs> um you know that. does she know what yeah. you do like does she know what yeah, you're coaching yeah. about <laughs> well she does yeah she does now oh, boy. <laughs> um, but you know oh, it's, well. it's one of those things yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know and it's like I said to I said to her, um, it's it's so much bigger than me or you, mum. Like, I love you, but this is so much bigger. Um, and I'm so passionate about that. It's it's not it's not even about us anymore. It's about, you know, all the women that need to need to heal and need to be aware of this and generations after us. So Oh, for sure. That's that's amazing. And I'm so proud of you for continuing to do it, even though you got your mother's backlash. <laughs> oh, thank yeah, you. You're welcome. What's your relationship like with your mother now? Um, we're no contact. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So awesome. it's, you know, it's just got to the place now where I am very certain in myself and I cannot take responsibility anymore. Um and if if she wants to do that then that you know brilliant but um I'll never find a distance no (laughs) no exactly that's that's definitely a good plan and it's it's so hard to go no contact and stay no contact and make that decision to just love her from a distance and I'm so freaking proud of you for doing that it's it's such a huge step so congratulations thank you yeah yeah it's um been on and off for a long time but um I think yeah you just get to the point and um yeah and and I'm okay like it's I think you grieve and you do all of that don't you and I I I'd done all that a long time ago so um it's uh it's not been as hard as I imagined it would be exactly and that's that's the thing with grief like people don't seem to 
grasp that you have to grieve, even though this person's mm-hmm. still alive. Mm-hmm. It's so important to grieve because if you don't grieve, then it's going to make that being separated from them so much more difficult. And then it gets so much easier to act on the emotion and go back into contact or answer the phone when you see them calling you like 500 times in a row. So grieving is super, super important. And once you do it, it's not so bad. It's you, you release that emotion. And then the reality of you not being so enmeshed with your mother anymore ends up being so freeing. Yeah, definitely. It was huge for me. I wrote a post on it recently on Instagram, actually, and um, I had some amazing conversations on the back of it. But yeah, it's, it just allows you to accept it, doesn't it? Um, You know, and and I found especially when I was grieving it just it felt like it lasted forever and it's not it's not a linear process you know you're angry and then you're in denial and then you know you feel a little bit better and then you pissed off again like it's just mm-hmm. not linear but yeah so but true <laughs> you do and but you do get there you really do and and then like we said you you just accept it and yeah. it becomes a lot easier totally And then, you know, you're not exposed to that crap anymore or that toxicity. And your daughter is not exposed to that type of toxicity either, which is even more important. Yeah, 100%. That was something that was starting to really concern me because when my mum couldn't get to me, she would, you know, she would manipulate my daughter um, instead. And it was it was very subtle, um, but it was there. And, you know. I got to the point where I was really great for advocating her boundaries anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a concern, isn't it? Of course. Um, those boundaries shouldn't even be broken to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's protecting her. And I've got a son as well. He's two. So oh, every, all, all of us really protecting yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so important to protect the future generation from the crap that does not need to be around anymore. <laughs> Exactly. And I've worked so hard to kind of, you know, protect that and maintain that, that, um, yeah, you need yeah. to do all I can. Yeah. That, like, like what a mother should do. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. Know, protecting your children from horrendousness. Yeah. So that's, even that's if, amazing. Even if it is your own, which is a shame, but. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's such a shame, but you know, it, it's, it is what it is, right? Because like we said earlier, people, there's people who just, just because they can have children doesn't mean they should. And, you know, it would be cool if there was some sort of screening questionnaire that people do before they have a kid. <laughs> but then that's just a whole other can of worms of ethics or like rights and freedoms and all that stuff. <laughs> but it would prevent so much trauma. <laughs> could you imagine what that would even look like? No. I don't even know how that could be organized <laughs> or regulated. Like it would just be a disaster. <laughs> so, you know, unfortunately people who are children of people who shouldn't have had kids end up having to do that work. Yeah. But it makes us so much stronger for it. Like exactly. I, so and this it. is, ex- yeah, exactly. And I ask, you know, I have this conversation a lot, like, and I genuinely believe that I've, I believe that it's a gift mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I believe what it has, it's made me so much stronger um, as a result, as a result. Yeah. And I wouldn't be the woman I am if she had been the mother that I wanted her to be. It's true. 
true. Yeah, it is so true. Like, absolutely. Like, I, yeah. there's no way I would have been a narcissistic abuse recovery coach if I didn't deal with it myself, right? So it's exactly, you know, it's good that we had that experience and we're able to like transform it into a way of helping other people. Yeah. As unnecessary as the experience was, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we would have had completely different lives, like doing something else, but like we would have known what we wanted if we had the mothers we needed to have, but yeah. we ended up figuring that out on our own. And, you know, if whoever we help, they're going to figure it out too. So it's just, yeah. it's amazing. And I'm super proud of you for, you know, breaking through those barriers, doing the thing and empowering other people to also heal from the same thing that you healed from. So it's amazing. Oh, thank you. You're There's welcome. so much love on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I always have the best guests. <laughs> So um, just to just to end off, uh, what final words of advice do you have for anybody who's an adult child of a narcissistic mother? Oh, where do you start with that? <laughs> just uh, the biggest bit of advice I could possibly give you is just have the courage, have the courage. You, you already have the courage. It's there. Just don't be afraid to be vulnerable and don't be afraid to ask for help and to lean on people because often we're very afraid to do that and there are people there that have our best intentions at heart and want to support us and it can help so much but vulnerability absolutely um it's scary as hell mm -hmm. but the other side is it's just more than you could ever have imagined I could not agree more. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for being here. And before we hang up this call, where can people find you to learn more about you or um, work with you with coaching? So I am on Instagram. Awesome. It's Michaela Tyson, um, mother herself and me on, on Instagram. It's probably I'll the link it place. in the description. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. You I've had I've had a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.